More and more badass women are joining the ranks as highly skilled construction professionals. Construction and renovation projects wouldn't happen without the skills of the various crews involved. As we all know, the skilled trades have been male-dominated for like forever. In this season, I'm highlighting the amazing women doing their thing in the construction sector. Every journey and every story is different, but they are all inspiring. Have a listen as I learn about their stories. All right. Hello, all you amazing humans. Today, I have Jessica Bannister on the show. She is a level three HVAC apprentice at her family's company, Camcool Refrigeration Inc. in Vancouver, where they specialize in commercial industrial HVAC slash R. Um, and she is the current president of the Women in HVAC Canada. Jessica is the third generation of, of uh, contractors. Her father was an apprentice for his dad in the 70s. Her brother followed in his footsteps right after high school. And initially, the trades were never really considered an option for her, so she attended university and spent 10 plus years in corporate offices behind a desk. She joined her family's business in 2017, first working in the office and then later, later registering as an apprentice back in March of 2018. Jessica wishes to bring more awareness to women in trades here, here, specifically women in HVAC and encouraging young people, girls especially, to consider it as a career option um, as she finds working in the field to be very challenging and rewarding. No two days are ever the same. She gets to work in interesting places in various industries and helps people solve real problems. And she's constantly learning and will never stop. And I love that because I also believe in lifelong learning. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brandy. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> um, now, I'm really looking forward to hearing about your path into the trades because I think it's just, um, it's going to be interesting because this is family-run business and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. tell me, how did you... I mean, obviously you worked uh, at behind, you know, or in the office and all that kind of stuff, but what, what was the, the the tipping point or the switch for you to go, no, I really want to be on the tools. Like what, how did that happen for you? So, yeah, I did have an opportunity to work for my family's business. My dad needed help basically in the office and that is where my skills and my experience was. So I shifted from a corporate finance kind of role to a small family business role. Um, I, there wasn't a whole lot of admin stuff for me to do to fill my time. So I found things to do. I joined the Chamber of Commerce and some networking groups and a Toastmasters club and I filled my time. But what I found was, A, I was having trouble with the jargon in the industry, just writing out quotes and invoicing and stuff. I didn't know the difference between all of these words that kind of sounded the same, like a contractor and a compressor and a condenser, like they all sound the same. Why does <laughs> one cost so much more than the other? And so I was having trouble with that. But not only that, my dad and my brother, they would come back from these days out and they would have all these stories of all these interesting places they'd been to, people they'd helped, you know, triumphs they'd overcome. And I'm like, why am I sitting at this desk behind this computer all day and you guys get to go adventuring? So I asked my dad if I could go on a couple of ride-alongs with him. A, to see what kind of his, you know, like a regular day was for him. And then B, try to maybe learn some of these things that I was like seeing the words of in the office. And I found that I wanted to be out in the field with him more than in the office. So I would squirrel away my bookkeeping and my office stuff for evenings and weekends, which I still do. Um, and because I was out in the field with them so much, I'm like, you know what, if I'm really enjoying this, I'm going to do this properly. 
So one day when my brother and I take over my dad's business, <laughs> we'll have, uh, yes, two fully qualified technicians rather mm -hmm. than an office person and a technician. Right. So, yeah, so I registered as an apprentice to the ITA, um, got my spot at school, and that was about four years ago. Yeah, so did you get any pushback, like, from your dad and your brother around, like, because they had sort of earmarked you for the office, and now you're, like, pushing to be out in the field, yeah. trying to, like, show the value that, you know, like, we can take on more work and all that kind of stuff, and yes, you need to train me, but, like, did you get any pushback from that? Because I know, like, families' dynamics can kind of be a little funky, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what, I'm very lucky, I feel, I'm, I'm grateful for my family, because they were very supportive. Um, my dad said, basically, if you can continue doing the bookkeeping, because that's what I've I've brought you here for obviously you can do this other side as well. Um, my mom, she is not really involved in the business, but she was like, her comment was, what is your husband going to think? Ooh. And my response to her was, what, is, what does it matter what he thinks? It's not his job. It's my job. So um, yeah, that was about it. But so far they've been so supportive and like just uplifting and it's been really great. I'm, I'm fortunate. That's, oh, that's great. So does your mom sort of have she, she kind of come around now to say, oh, yes. oh, yeah, okay, this is great. This is good for you. Okay. That's yes, awesome. yes. It's funny. Like in the beginning, she would she would still say, you know, if you were carrying something heavy, you'll be like, oh, get your brother to help you with that. And I'm like, mom, I, I've got this. Like, it's fine. And now she doesn't say that anymore. She doesn't say, oh, get your dad to help you. Because I got it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a really interesting story in that, you know, oftentimes, you know, in the past, we've had generations like just really believe that it's only a man's thing and blah, blah, blah. And that's partly why we're struggling to overcome a lot of those biases and, and, you know, misogyny and all kinds of things in, in the trade sector. And I think more and more, uh, as time rolls along, and, you know, we all become, you know, more uh, aware <laughs> and enlightened, that it doesn't yeah. have to only be a man's world, especially in the trade. So I love that your mom has sort of come around, because I'm sure like that when she was young, like, you know, women didn't even work, right? Like, it's exactly. like a, a big swing from from one side to the other. So I I, I love hearing that she's sort of yeah she's gotten behind all of this now. It's, that's great. Um, so I, working with your family because I just bear with me here. <laughs> so you work in work with them day in day out. So now we're talking about like uh, family dinner and like celebratory things. Do you ever just have like enough? enough of the family already or is it like is it really good uh, it's really good um and I'm, I'm lucky that it's really good I feel like we are good at separating business and you know home stuff my my husband and my mom are not in the business so when we get together for celebrations or birthday dinners or whatever we try to really leave business stuff out of the conversation mm -hmm. because we want to include them in our, our conversations and everything so we don't want to be talking but I do find sometimes we go off like I'll be like, okay, Trev, my brother, I'll, you know, what happened with that thing the other day? And we'll, like, we'll go on a little side tangent and then like, okay, we've got to put that away and let's talk about it. Put a pin in you know. that one. Put a yeah. pin in that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we're, I think we're pretty good at separating the family stuff and the business stuff. Excellent. I love it. Um, now the thing, uh, I guess, you know, you're an apprentice at this point, third, third year. Yeah. And I'm curious to know, what would you say to other women or girls who are considering getting into the trades and what the apprenticeship sort of path feels like? Um, because a number of other people I've had on the show so far are really seasoned people. They've been in the trades forever, forever. 
And I think these days, I'm interested in hearing what other apprentice um, sort of experiences are, both in school and on job sites and all that kind of stuff. So what would you sort of tell, uh, like, if I was coming to you as someone who was thinking about getting into the trades, wanting to get into an apprenticeship, whether it's an HVAC or not, like, what what is the the climate around all that these days? So the first thing I would say, do it. Do it. Because you don't know what you don't know. So give it a try. And if you don't like it, you can always change directions. Yeah. So give it a try is number one. The climate is definitely changing. I, I think it's quite different now than it was 10 years ago. I think 10 years ago, you, there was still trouble being a woman in the trades. Um, now, I almost, like, I, I hate to say this, but I dare to say it. It feels almost trendy to be a woman in a trade now. <laughs> well, like, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> right? Like, I feel like the people that have come before us have paved the way for us. So um, that hard work has been done already. And I think that it's really important for the people, the women that are in these trades, if they're willing to do it, put yourself out there. Let us see you. Because I think representation is huge. I think that's why I didn't go into the skilled trade until I was in my mid-30s. Even though my dad had always been a mechanic, I'd always been around it. It had never occurred to me to say, hey, dad, can I try what you do? Or, and, and it's probably because I'd never seen a woman doing what my dad did. It just yeah. it was, wasn't a thing. Yeah. So if you're willing to put yourself out there, do it. Have social media. Let us see you in your day-to-day job. Um, the wins, the losses, everything. It's all reality. My experience has been really good. And I'm not sure if I can put that on working with my family. I do think there's an element of protection there, whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But things are changing. And I think there's probably always going to be a bad seed out there. Of course, Um, yeah. And you just have to be able to take that and let it go. That's not not how the industry feels anymore. Mm -hmm. That's just how that one person feels. Um, I haven't had much like pushback or negative feelings or anything the, the, the only thing is I've had lots of people offer to carry my tool bag which is kind of a strange thing yeah it's like no <laughs> <laughs> um but it's a little too personal dude yeah. <laughs> Jay White's my thing <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah in terms of, like people seem to be quite interested and intrigued rather than put off by me being there and I would say the same as at school right now. I'm at in level three right now. I'm in the thick of it. My head is swarming with formulas and conversions and calculations right now. I would say the guys, there's two of us girls in the class of maybe about 20. Mm-hmm. And I would say they, they include us in their conversations. But I'm finding that they don't ever ask us, like if they have trouble with a question, they'll go to a guy and mm-hmm. ask them. And like, I'm like, I'm sitting right behind you and I have the answer. And sometimes I'll speak up and say, oh, I did it this way or I got this. Well, sometimes I'm just like, let them do what they want. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I guess my comment back on that is and, and you spoke to it earlier with asking your dad to go for a ride along. And part of it is like stepping into the yes. Part of it is advocating for yourself. And in in this case, it's like, yeah, like I'm here and I could offer this and, you know, you do now and then, but just continually just putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and with confidence and knowing that, you know, 
like you say, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And then once you do, then you get into the next thing that you don't know until you know it. And the next thing that you don't know until you know it and so on and so forth. And then gradually over time, I found for myself anyway, that it becomes very empowering. And the Mm -hmm. more you step in, the more comfortable it is to step in, even though those first few steps are really uncomfortable for a lot of people. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, Now, the other thing I wanted to kind of like just pull off of that because you're talking about you know social media and all that kind of stuff and I love the fact that you are creating yourself as the brand HVAC Jess I love it (laughs) so how did that sort of like what was the genesis of all of that and how are you finding that the the path towards the the brand is going Um, I know that you've been sponsored a couple Mm -hmm. times but for a couple different things and so yeah Yeah. just tell me all about the branding part because I think (laughs) the more of us that even brand ourselves that are in the trades I think it would be like really exciting I agree I completely agree so I started my HVAC Jess account basically to document my journey as a woman apprentice I just I wanted people to see me doing what I do Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just kind of grew from there. I, I don't really consider myself a very creative person. Like you should see, I have to draw these, um, you know, refrigeration systems for school and they're so terrible. <laughs> My drawing is terrible. Um, but I found that social media has given me a, like a creative outlet kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I get excited about making posts and little captions and little videos and stuff. I really just had a lot of fun with it. Then it grew into a bit of a community. Um, and now I've got like this HVAC specific community on Instagram where I could basically go and ask them a question or ask for advice. And these seasoned HVAC technicians, and they're all over the world, they help me and they support me. And they, it's just, it's such a great community that's been made. And then, of course, the sponsorships are just a little bonus cherry on the cake i've been reached out to reached out by a number of different companies um, whether it's my workwear or tools that i use and they they're so happy to send me stuff and for me to pr- just talk about it and promote it right now my entire wardrobe is basically all sponsored which is just amazing incredible. so so they basically reached out to you mm-hmm. and did you find like like from when you started your channel and your and your Instagram page, like how long did that take? Like if someone was to set out intentionally to kind of create themselves a brand and whatever and yeah. kind of do like follow you in your footsteps. So would it be like a year? Would it be two years yeah. before you started getting noticed? And then I would say a year, but it's you gotta be really consistent. Like I'm yeah. I'm speaking, you gotta post every day, pretty much. You've gotta my stories I post multiple times a day. Um and I've I don't know, I kind of, kind of want it to be like a little bit of a show almost where I want people to be like, oh, what is she up to today? Yeah. I want them to look forward to what I'm doing. So, yeah, I would say it took about a year for companies to start reaching out. And then I found once one reached out, it was just kind of like a, like they all kind of started trickling in. And Yeah, so you, and didn't, then, actually, you didn't actually reach out to any of them to no, ask and promote. They just I didn't. organically came to you, which is amazing. It's amazing. And then I had to start choosing because I had to have like some exclusivity with some of them as well. And I'm like, which one do I want? (laughs) (laughs) Having choice is amazing, isn't it? Oh, man. It's yeah, it's it's really been a lot of fun. So. Oh, fantastic. Um, And what uh, we talked a little bit when I did your uh, intro that you're on um, 
and I'm trying to find it. You're on a board or something right now. Yes. 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 So how did that happen? And are you considering being on further boards like Trace Women BC or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. So the Women in HVAC are Canada, the organization, it pretty much grew out of COVID. So there's an organization out in Ontario, specific to HVAC, refrigeration and AC. They have a Women Empowering Women event every year. It's in October. And because of COVID, they decided to put it online. Mm -hmm. And then they opened it up to the whole of Canada. So I attended this two-day conference just on Zoom. And I watched some great presentations. And then there was one lady who was saying, you know, I really want to create a group of women in HVAC. You know, any kind of HVAC-related roles where we can support each other. And then we can maybe create some awareness and education around this industry to hopefully get more girls and women into the industry. And about a dozen of us were like, yes, and so we basically started from that. We had a Zoom call, we formed a board, we formed, we had our, you know, everything kind of formed together. We had a website created. And then on International Women's Day, a couple of years ago, we launched our website. And so now we're an official entity and we've been collecting sponsors. The reaction to our group in the industry has been so great. Everyone has been so, you know, welcoming and encouraging to us women. And I really think that that is, you know, speaking to the landscape in the industry is how it's changing slowly, but it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, meaningful change does sometimes take time and effort. And and if it's going to be lasting, like you can't just go from zero to a hundred, like there's got to be a process and development and all that kind of thing. And I think if it's meant to to be something that continues on, you know, there has to be some kind of path and methodology towards the end goal. And, and, you know, you, you can't run before you walk kind of thing, right? And <laughs> I'm not saying that women can't run right now because they totally could, but yeah. just the, the, like the the culture and all that kind of stuff in society, it, it needs time to adjust. Absolutely. Oh. And I, I think there's a lot of, a number of aspects that do need to change, like you're saying. So, so in when you're, when you, when you say that, that you think there's things that need to change, what are you thinking that needs to change? Like it, and that, that you were talking about even with some of the people that um you know you're basically created this community on on social or, or yeah. on this board what like what are some of the key things that that you're hearing or that you're like learning and talking about that that you think need to change well i think there's still a stigma around the trades like in general um, i've been speaking to a lot of people about it we're trying to get more kids even interested or know that these opportunities are out there for them so we are hoping to get in front of schools and counselors and stuff like that but I even think that we need to you know the 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 kids are one thing but the parents are another oh totally yeah right so even like from our previous generations we still think oh trades are second class jobs they're dirty they're dangerous they're for men um and we really need to change that narrative because that's not the case anymore and I was speaking to a, a, a man that gives speeches to you know crowds and he was saying that the the feeling in that room was the parents the parents pushed their kids to go to university because they wanted to tell their friends that oh my son is going to be a doctor mm-hmm. or my son is going to university to do this and they felt a little bit like embarrassed oh my kid's going to be a plumber no you know that your kid is going to come out of trade school with a you know a qualification that you can take anywhere across Canada they can take anywhere across Canada or the um, world for that matter 
Absolutely. They come out of school without any student uh, debt, all those loans. You're actually earning money while you're learning your job. It makes all the sense. Like 20-year-old, 23-year-old kids that have gotten their trade degree or trade qualifications are buying their first houses. Whereas kids coming out of university, they've, you know, all this debt that they've got to pay off. That's not even to say that they may even work in the field that they've been studying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to get kids and schools pushing trade schools rather than universities. And then we need to get the parents to understand that these jobs, that these careers are are good. And that's, again, coming back to social media, the more we put it out there, that's what I, I like to post myself. I have a pretty dirty job sometimes and I do post those pictures, but I do like to present myself in an almost a professional way. You know, yeah. I, I dress properly and, you know, I have customer service skills and all of that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that um, there is this element of if you can see it, you can be it. Mm-hmm. And that's part of my initiative around having this series on the podcast, Women in yeah. Trades, because I think the more people that can see, can hear, can witness and the for all the women that are sharing their stories, mine included, woven in between everybody else's and in, in, in the discussions, um, you know, I just I really think like a number of people need to see the example before they would leap, and yeah. then there's those rare few that would just leap anyway. Right? Just go for <laughs> but, it. Yeah, but really, like I mean, the more that you can see it, the the easier you can imagine yourself being it, and I think you know, all of what you're talking about being on social and all that kind of stuff is really going to help. So um, I would encourage anyone who's listening, who's in the trades or like considering it or an apprentice or whatever. Yeah. Like start your own, your Insta page and like follow Jessica's lead and we'll give you all the the information about how to follow her later. But um, I think you're a, a really great example of someone who did do the path of university and all that kind of thing. And then discovered that, hey, like, maybe I wouldn't mind being on the tools. And you did that little bit of ride along and, and like, delving into it a little bit. And then you're like, hey, yeah, this is like, really something that I'm interested in. And yeah. here you are. So I, I think that's a great uh, story of, of, I guess, an exploratory type of situation. And yeah. that, you know, people need to remember that just because you chose something once doesn't mean you have to choose it forever. A hundred percent. Exactly. Right? Especially these days, you can you can change your path. Yeah, well, and there, like, like there's time. there's many people who are dual ticketed or mm-hmm. try try ticketed even, right? I mean, who exactly. wants to go back to do their apprenticeship over and over again? But, um, you know, oftentimes there there are people who are dual ticketed, whether it's a carpenter joiner or if it's a um a boiler maker an iron worker, like just yeah. oftentimes there's a couple that kind of fit together quite well. For sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, even getting another ticket is kind of exciting too, right? Yeah, exactly. And if I may just talk about school because I'm in it right now. Yeah, please. If 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 people are thinking trade school is the easy way out, I am here to tell you that it is not. <laughs> I have been to university and going through trade school right now, it is intense. It is yeah, the formulas and the calculations that I have to do right now. I have to remember like remember just so much information. It is it is not the easy way by any means and it's just given me such a greater appreciation for the the skilled trades so well, also like when you go to school as an apprentice like your learning is condensed like it's tight you're there for five six weeks mm-hmm. um, this, this i'm doing level three right now it's 10 weeks oh my goodness um and and because just of the timing we're taking a two-week break for christmas which i'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's gonna help me or hinder me but 
we'll see. We'll see. Um, and yeah, it's intense. It's four days of instruction, and every Friday I've got a four-hour exam. Wow. Yeah, it's it's awesome. yeah. I mean, like that that intense condensed style learning is like just your brains just get fried. Oh man. Right. I feel Whereas... like it's, I feel like it's getting strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which. You are someone who works out all the time. Yes. And I think that, you know, A, just from a a lifestyle perspective, that's amazing. But also, you know, to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do for your own body so that you can be physical and in your job. And I think that's another sort of thing that you you post every now and then about, you know, going to the gym and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And, And I think that's another really great example of A, you're taking care of yourself. B, you know, you're creating this strengthen it in your own body that's going to like take you forever so I think that's yeah. amazing too hope so yeah thank you yeah I I work out both to gain strength because I'm a little person I I'm small so I You're feel slight. like I've got to like yeah, I'm slight. <laughs> You're not small so... <laughs> You're Jessica Bannister HVAC <laughs> this big person out in that world <laughs> so yeah so I, I feel yeah I want to be stronger and fit and everything I've got to climb lots of ladders I got to carry lots of supplies and equipment um, but then the second reason is mental health. Like I really do think that working out is helping me get through these mental challenges. Whether yeah. it's whether it's a challenge, you know, working on some kind of low voltage problem and I just can't figure it out, or whether it's dealing with a customer that's not very happy, it it, it all helps. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I, you know, I. I always like to keep things light. Uh, you know, we can be heavy. We can be light. Yeah. I want to know, are there any good HVAC j- jokes out there? <laughs> I'm um, totally putting you on the spot. And if you don't yes. know, that's totally fine. And, and no one will like think any less of you. But I just, I think there's there's got to be something about, I don't know, something to do with HVAC that would well, be really- Well, okay. I would, I would say if I had more mental bandwidth right now, I could probably pull something out. But I've got I've got three that I use on Instagram all the time. And okay. obviously one of them is obviously refrigeration is such a cool job. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I post often about, I'll, I'll say something like, do these filters make my photos look better? And then I'll be standing <laughs> there with filters. <laughs> and then fan motors as well. I work with lots of fan motors. So my biggest fan, only fans, all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. See, awesome. That's great. Okay, so um, and then I I always like to ask, what is your favorite tool and why? Hmm, I would probably say it's my multi driver. It's it's one of those um roller gear ones. So it's got seven different bits, and each bit has got a different end on it. Mm-hmm. And and then if I take out the bit, then I've got a quarter nut driver, which is just so helpful in the in the strangest places. But I find the ratcheting screwdriverness of it helps me. It helps me because sometimes you gotta, you know, lift your hand off the screwdriver and turn it, and sometimes you just don't have that area or whatever. So if you just hold it right there and just, it's it's much easier. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. The sound effect. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with anybody that's listening, uh, whether they be an apprentice or a woman that was thinking of coming into the trades? Any sage advice that we want to share? I would say 
I am very fortunate working with my family. I am very lucky to have them to support me and help me and teach me. But I think if you have taken the step to get into the trades and maybe you're having a hard time or maybe you're just like, oh, I'm not cut out for this or maybe give it another company a try. Like yeah, maybe that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe it's not you and it's them. And if you maybe give another another try at a different place and you're still getting those same vibes, then okay, consider changing it or doing something different. But I would say don't discredit the trades completely just because of a bad experience with like sort of one person or one place. Yeah, yeah. no, that's so, great advice. Great advice. Yeah, because it, you know, even if it's not a skilled trades position, not every position is going to be a best fit for every person. So, yeah. you know, people that are in banking move or people that are in finance move, people that are like, whatever, they, they all kind of move around until they find a really good spot. Yeah. And trades is no different. Just because you start off in one company doesn't mean that you have to stay there throughout your whole apprenticeship or the rest of your career, right? So yeah, yeah don't, don't be afraid to jump and find somewhere else. And I think also, you know, just jumping back to social media, there are lots of women who are out there like yourself and talking and whatever. And then there's lots of resources and you mentioned something right off the top, the ITA, yeah. and then there's the BCC wit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of support out there. Um, and, you know, even if you just circle back and you just need to talk to somebody and yeah. you can just find somebody on social and just ask them a question or get mm -hmm. some support or, or whatever, I think that is another really valuable thing. So it's awesome that you have your own yeah. um, handle and, and, uh, uh, your YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff. Cause I think that will enable people maybe to reach out to you and say, Hey, yeah. I'm having a bad day. What do you suggest? Whatever. Right. And then yeah. I think, you know, most women, most, well, most people in general, like if someone reaches out and says, I need help, I'm really struggling today. You're mm -hmm. going to like, I'm there for you. Like yeah, you're, exactly. you're going to make sure that, you know, like you're kind of like you show up for that person. Right. And support them. So hundred percent. Yep. And you know, vice versa. So like there's, I'm sure there's some been some days where you're like, ah, you know, I wish blah, 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 oh, yeah. and that you've had like this other circle that have been able to, um, you know, support you in that. So, I, I, you know, it's reciprocal, sure. right? Yeah. Well, and I, I'm very like, I'll put myself out there a lot on socials, like the good, the bad, the ugly. Sometimes I'll just, I'll just put it out there. And so I won't reach out to a specific person, but I just get flooded with messages and people are like, oh, is everything okay? What's going on? And it just, it feels nice to have that community. And it's a, you know, it's a beautiful example of what social media really should be. Mm-hmm. You know, like social. nobody's nobody's trolling you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's really meant to interact and be, you know, and be social. Yeah. And with people that you wouldn't normally be able to meet, like internationally or whatever as well, right? So I think that's, yeah. that's really cool. Okay, cool. All right, Jessica. Well, um, thanks for joining me on the show. And thanks for all of the work that you're doing to advocate for women and for those who are identifying as female in the trades. And for listeners, be sure to find Jessica and follow her journey on Instagram at, at HVACJess and on her YouTube channel as HVAC Diaries. And we'll put that those in the show notes again. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for the conversation today, Jess. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. It's been great. Yeah, it was really good. Super. All right. Well, that's a wrap. So keep it real. And thanks for being here. And I really appreciate everybody listening. And be sure to check out our other episodes in this Women in Trade series, as well as all of the other All Things Renovation stuff. And until next time, keep being badass at whatever trade you're in. Thanks for listening, and I hope you feel as inspired as I do. If you or someone you know has interest in the trades, there are many resources, many programs, and supports. 
There's also a ton of women's groups out there specifically for those who are in the trades. We'll list a number of them in the show notes, but be sure to reach out if you're having challenges finding some in your area. We're all in this together after all, and we're happy to help in any way we can. 